welcome to Payments Insights. I'm Jyoti Rambai, editor at the Payments Association and your host for today's episode. With me in the studio today are two members of our ESG working group, Charlie Bronx and Martin Muller. Welcome both. Today we're going to be discussing how to become a B Corp. But before we delve into that, would you guys like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Martin, do you want to go first? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Firstly, thanks a lot for having me and it's a pleasure to meet you and nice to see you again, Charlie. Um, yeah, I think we both just recently became B Corp certified, so um, we're, we're not veterans yet, but we're, we're, we're rising stars. Um, so yeah, I'm Martin, I'm the ESG manager at Algebra. What Algebra is, is a fintech. We're trying to address issues like financial exclusion and climate change through digital financial solutions. And essentially, we do that through one hour B2C um, arm, which is our Algebra app, which anyone in the UK can download. And then also through our B2B arm, which is Algebra Labs. And Algebra Labs is basically, we sell our proprietary technology and consultancy services to help other banks and digital financial or non-financial institutions to achieve their uh, yeah goals, essentially. Nice. Um, Charlie? Hi, so hello everyone and um, it's great to be here and be part of Project ESG. It's been a really um, useful group actually to be part of. And Martin and I have um, had uh, many conversations where we've shared the um, trials and tribulations of going through certification. So it's been quite a challenge. So I look after ESG at Crown Agents Bank. Uh, We've just had a really, really extraordinary uh, few years. We've gone through this for the last two years with our sustainability focus. And we very much uh, work with a lot of international development organisations, commercial banks, non-bank financial institutions, governments. So from our perspective, it really does sit in the sort of DNA of what we do in our history. But we've actually listed as well. We did that in July of this year. So um, part of that has been really, really great for me with an ESG hat on, ensuring that we've got a lot of discipline in that process. And the B Corp really has been the icing on the cake. And I know that I think um, Martin and I both share some of those perspectives going through that sort of constant re, re sort of viewing what you're doing and looking at how you operate as an organisation. So to begin with, um, can you tell us what it means to be a B Corp? Well, a B Corp, or what's known as a benefit corporation, um, is a type of business that combines profit with a commitment to social um, and environmental responsibility. So representing a shift in traditional business paradigm, really, where companies are not solely focused on just a shareholder uh, value, but also making positive impact on society and the planet. So not excluding one, but including another. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think that was really well put. I, I don't think I actually even knew it was the benefit was the full. No, <laughs> oh, okay. I, yeah, I didn't ever question <laughs> what the B, exactly what the benefit what oh. the B stood for. Yeah, I um, had the same thing the other day. Okay. But yeah, I think it's a yeah, it's a, serves a different function for different stakeholders and so on as well. You know, for customers, it's a good market signal. It's um, there's a lot of obviously greenwashing and also now green hushing going on. Um, so it is a bit of an affirmation that when you're looking at what tea you want to buy, if you see one with a B Corp logo, you might think, okay. I'll take this one rather than the other one. It's not a be-all and end-all. And of course, there are lots of really good organizations that are not B Corps and um, vice versa. But yeah, all in all, I think mm. it's a really valuable thing. That Okay. That, that's funny because next, my next question is about benefits. So um, okay. I guess aside from like the ethical value, why might a business be interested in pursuing this certification? 
Um, I think many different reasons. I, I'm looking at it with an ESG, I guess, um, firstly and foremost, we sit within risk, which is a really mm. interesting area, certainly for, for a bank. I don't know how many organisations where B Corp sits there, or sort of ESG sits. But for us in the bank, we do sit within the risk function. And there's been a lot of real strong pluses, I think, for being being there. One of them is that we, um, I think ESG does bring a, a level of um, rigour in our Definitely. sort of engagement and certainly helps strengthen some of our, our um, focus, which I think is a really good message for regulators. And it's a good message for those considering doing more around their ESG than just sort of the basic minimum. If you can do a bit more, I think it really does show a level of rigour that perhaps others are not are not doing. And that's helped us as well embed it within the organisation. So I think in terms of benefit, I'd say that, that certainly strengthening your risk approach is a, is a really good part of it. But also, I mean, there's attracting talent. Mm-hmm. There's great message for investors if you're looking for investors or your, your stakeholders, certainly your shareholders. And also... Um, I think just generally within the staff as well. We we all want to have a purpose and be part of something that's doing good. I'd rather be part of an organisation that's doing something positive than one that's just doing okay. And I think you know it's you can do that without affecting your profit margins. And mm. I think you know certainly you've had that experience, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. An excellent answer again. Um, I think yeah, as Charlie mentioned, there's obviously the risk aspect to it, but then also often conflated. I don't necessarily have an issue with it. I'm not probably um as like risk oriented as maybe someone like charlie is right now um but then obviously there's the impact side of it which typically is separate but also i think very important um but yeah i think uh yeah i think there's a competitive advantage as well that we probably haven't touched on and certainly um we we know like when we finally announced our B Corp with all the staff last week, we mm. what we did was we brought everyone into a room and we did a big Zoom call and got everyone there and we went to every B Corp that we could find in the supermarket and contacted a few and we just had loads of goods brought in and everyone came in and sort of can see and touch and feel what a B Corp was and to try and get people to sort of understand that it's more than just yeah. we're just not just another certification. This is a bit more than that. This exactly. is something that's fundamentally going to be different. They can touch and feel yeah. it. And I think um I think that competitive advantage as well with staff and with also mm-hmm. your service offering. Mm-hmm. And you guys do quite it's quite exciting things. So yeah. I think that's a another added benefit there. Yeah, I think also it's just a motivation to right, you get reassessment as well every three years. Okay. So it's also just this motivation to keep going. It's not like you get your B Corp and then you stop. But once you have it, it's also something that you're quite proud about and you always kind of want to be trying to improve on. Um, so I think it's also that element. It's just an extra little piece of motivation. As you mentioned, it's a big point of pride, I think, for many, for when you're attracting talent or existing employees, mm-hmm. but also just to keep you going as, a, as an organization. You know, sometimes it's also just that external validation. Um, you, like, you know what you guys have been doing. We know what we've been doing. It's only sometimes when you get something like a B Corp certification mm-hmm. that other people are like oh hang on actually these guys are walking the talk and they actually mean business and they're doing cool things um so i think sometimes that external validation is really is really important for the morale boost of the of the company more broadly mm-hmm. and yeah. and it's it's also looking at yourself in a way that you might not want to and holding yourself to account and um i think that's a really good thing for businesses especially Absolutely. going through the you know all the changes and hoops and the regulations that we're going to have yeah, to yeah definitely yeah. yeah and actually speaking of that both of you guys are in the payment space so why is it really important for organizations or most beneficial for those organizations in this industry yeah sure um so i think for me i never had intended to get into the finance into financial services to be honest um i'm not sure if you did no yeah okay but um (laughs) 
basically, I, it was really then. I mean, I always knew I had a role to play. And, you know, it's cliche, money makes the world go round and so on and so forth. Um, but when you really get into the industry, you realize just how important it is. And if there is one industry that you really want to see more ESG-driven, more impact-driven uh, services, I think finance is mm -hmm. definitely one of them, right? How we save, spend, invest our money will determine the society that we live in tomorrow. And not everyone has the luxury or ability to make the right decision every time, right? For matters of time, for matters of cost, etc. So if you're creating an infrastructure where the industry has these principles underpinning it, basically you want to create a situation which everyone can go about their lives in a sheepish manner and have a better impact or a positive impact. Whereas right now when you're banking with certain financial institutions, for example, you are doing the opposite. You're actually causing societal and environmental harm mm -hmm. um, without you knowing. So I think that's why it's so important that the financial industry in particular um, needs to have a little bit of a revamp. And we're seeing really good progress through Project ESG and so on as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, what Martin said, plus um, I would say there, there are there's going to be more drive and focus on trustworthiness and, and and brands and I think that choice and it is about access. People want to make the right decision, and I think the more people that are doing the right thing, it, it helps them to do that. As someone who's a B two B organisation, for us, um, I think it um, you know we're also we're also saying something quite strong. It's quite a strong sort of competitor message. It's quite a strong marketing message, but it's also a really strong that the risk mitigation piece that we spoke about. Uh, but it also helps people, you know, when you see bids, sometimes we're going to start seeing more that are demanding certain levels of accreditation and proof of and that sort of thing. And I think the B Corp is the highest level at the moment in terms of a certification. You know, we have our Echo Vardis and I'm sure you have some others as well. And and um, I know that you've just recently got the award, which is brilliant and all of that good stuff. But it, it, you, you've got to basically do more. Doing less and keeping quiet about it is not the way to go. And I think anyone who's sort of just watching to see what's happening, you know, don't do that. Start doing something, even if it's a little thing, because otherwise you're going to be coming from a much further, you know, you'll mm. be coming much further behind. But I think, I think, think about it in terms of investment, in terms of, um, you know, a competitive distinction or, you know, getting the right employees and just having a stronger ecosystem. And certainly we're looking at it as a, something throughout the organisation. And I know that's the way we've both been really, really looking at how we embed the B Corp principles um, throughout. You do have to, it does help you get your ESG in order. Yeah. I think one other thing is probably just about like public trust and confidence in the industry as well. Um, less so, I guess, in the UK, um, but especially in some other parts of the world, there's just not a lot of trust in the banking sector, for example. And for many reasons, there's a very justifiable reasons for this, right? We've had decades of kind of quite unethical practices. Um, so I think doing something like for the whole industry, it's good to get a better name for itself. You know, there are a lot of organizations trying to do the right things, are doing the right things and doing really important work. But it is still kind of tarnished with this, you know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of negative kind of energy um, that surrounds the financial system, which is the reason, for example, I actually never thought in my life I would get involved with it. But obviously, there's so much good stuff happening and it's really important work to be done. Yeah. I mean, I, I was working in charities, international development um, with a big NGO and found myself sort of one day and I was thinking, how did, how did I get to this mm. bit? And it's a really interesting, but, you know, you, the thread makes sense when you're looking at the social purpose that threads through what we're trying to do. Okay, so I guess, um, yeah, as you both mentioned that you've only recently gained this um, B Corp certification. So for other businesses out there that are looking to go down this journey, can you talk me through some of the challenges you faced? 
Yeah. So some of the challenges. Yeah. Um, getting to your B Corp certification. Yeah, sure. I think it's definitely a, I think for any organization, because I think the bigger you are, the more you have to go through. I think there's some kind of proportionality with that. Obviously, the smaller you are, the less resources you have and lots of pressing things going on. Um, so it's quite time. Um, it's quite yeah, demanding in terms of time. And then also, I would say... I think w w one of the issues is that you have so many people that want to become B Corps and they want to do the right things, but you don't really know where to start necessarily. And you have, you're kind of faced with all these, you need this policy and this procedure and this and that and this. And it's like, okay, well, I would love to have these in place. Firstly, I never thought about this, you know, some of the things. And you would mm -hmm. like to have them, but it's like, okay, how do I get going? How do I start with this? Um, I found that to be one of the challenging moments. But then, yeah, I think the solution to that, I, should, I guess we'll go on to that in a little bit. Well, I was just going to say, so where do you start, yeah. actually? Yeah. Well, I think uh, just to echo some of that, I think the, um, the luxury of time and having a resource. When we started, we didn't have a full-time focus on ESG, but the B Corp process argued for that which mm. was which was so I used it as a, as a as a tool but you are it is time intensive it's and also you are asking people who are already 120% occupied on their day jobs to then spare some more time to start doing something which is you know icing on the cake and something that's seen sort of separate to the business when you start it but actually a lot of those people then I, I got them engaged and going on to your second part of your question got them engaged in a steering group and some of them have just well all of them have been fantastic the way they've engaged and helped me with data and we're a we're a, I suppose a, a medium-sized entity and even even with more resources it's been it's been huge in terms of what we've had to do and also i'd say and i think b corp would probably say this it's been an education process for them as well the way we've looked at certain jurisdictions being a truly global organization like us we're focusing in emerging markets and b corp hasn't traditionally focused on those so okay. we've had to bring them on that journey and what that's actually going to result in is us then being part of a hopefully a panel with them where they can we can help them with organizations so that the b corp movement is constantly evolving and i think if you look at it it's gone through such a phase of growth some of the frustrations we had were actually with the way perhaps that they would have a, a service level agreement in terms of responses to our questions. I know we both had that. And um, they, I think, had, I think it was 300% growth in, in one year. So you imagine how many people you've got to recruit and bring on board. Um, and then we've, I'm trying to manage our stakeholders inside. And so managing stakeholders, knowing that's a two year process, having to answer the questions knowing the answers, how you want to answer them, but how they're asking the question are really diff different things. Mm -hmm. So understanding and actually being able to really, it's a, it's a complex stakeholder management number, I'd say. Um, that's a huge part of it. And um, I think your resource allocation is a huge challenge. Um, and um, I think one of the, the costs around it are not as bad as I'd originally thought. I was no. pleasantly surprised with that. So it's not that, it's just about the commitment and actual you know, information and data and the way you're evidencing things. It has to be done properly. Okay. Yeah, in terms of then also just, I think, getting started, it's you can almost flip it around. And generally, if you want to have more of an impact focus in your company, ESG focus, whatever, doing the B Corp assessment is actually just a really good place to get started. Um, just go for it. Like, you, you, you don't have to log anything. You know, you can do it for yourself initially. You don't have to submit it. Just see where you're at. Just do the B Impact Assessment. It's for free. Anyone can do it. And then you see what you have what you don't have. And it's really just a matter of getting started. I don't think getting B Corp certification is rocket science by any means. You know, no. it's really just 
anyone can get it done, just don't kind of lose hope. And I think that's kind of the same thing with much of the ESG sustainability space. There's a lot of preconceptions around, oh, this is going to be, you know, extremely, extremely difficult and impossible. And we're going to have to take all kinds of like consultants and so on. And at the end of the day, you know, if you're a business that cares about what you're doing, you'll find that you have a lot of this already implemented from the start. And what you don't yet have anyone is kind of able to just get on with it and do it, you know, some reasonable yeah. level of intelligence, but mainly just determination and a passion. You just get it done. It's really, I wouldn't be terrified of doing it at all. Yeah. And I think it helps start you on your ESG journey. If you don't know where to start, do the impact assessment, as Martin said, mm-hmm. and then you know, get yourself a double materiality assessment, you know, look at all your different stakeholders across the business and your supply chains. And you'll suddenly find out really quickly how you can, how it resonates with you and what that might look like. And there's a lot of guides and the ESG community itself is really helpful. And there's a lot of data out there. And there's also loads of people that help. And Project ESG with the Payments Association, that's a great resource. And we've just put together a toolkit. We've been part of a group putting together the toolkit. I I wish we'd have had that. Yeah, uh, because that would be great to be able to say, hey, look, if we'd have had that when we were doing B Corp, I tell you, that would have been... That would have been a joy. Yeah, um, I think that yeah. there's also the um, obviously Patagonia is like renowned as being like one of the yeah. foremost B Corps, and I think they also just have like a checklist that you can get online, right? And it's just often it's just things you don't consider, and some of the B Corp stuff as well. You know, you there, there's a few points that you can get here and there. You say you need at least eighty points to become, you know, to submit your assessment, and you typically do. I think want to submit mm. probably at least like ninety. I know. I think we lost. Yeah. Like, we actually we only lost four marks overall. We got quite a high score as well. Mm-hmm. But generally, I think co- p- companies do lose a few points. Um, so you want to go higher, well over this eighty margin. Yeah. And some of these points that you can get, it's just like things you never considered, but you can implement them today, tomorrow. You know, it's just really easy things. I think one of them was like our um, waste management. Yeah. Like, and we have a small office, right? So obviously, we had our recycling, but we didn't really measure necessarily how much waste we were producing by weighing it then the way that we've done it we i basically just bought a fishing hook thing that you can weigh the Uh trash with so every evening our awesome cleaner tony he basically weighs the stuff i've got sheets on the wall he just writes down what each piece of trash weighs essentially and then i just logged that on an excel sheet and it's just super rudimentary very basic but yeah that was just like a fun thing that i had never considered doing it gives you a couple points in b corp and now is something that everyone in the company quite enjoys whereas i, I guess we have we we didn't have that experience but only because of the size of, of, of our company okay. and where we are so um where we, you know, we, we went in with quite a high score and, and gradually came down because we were going through and assessing different shapes. And there were, and there were probably things that a lot of businesses can't talk about, mm. stuff they do. Um, Absolutely, uh, you know, a lot. Stuff, yeah. stuff, especially behind the scenes with payments and, you know, things where they, you know, the GDPR and what have you. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can't articulate some of that, you've got to think about a way you can. And so that, again, is something that we're going to work on with B Corp as part of a, hopefully, a committee and hopefully mm-hmm. you, you, you work with us on that as well. Yeah, awesome. I think... Um, yeah, I think all of that is is really relevant. But even if you don't do big, B Corp isn't the be all and end all. B Corp is a certification, and there are other certifications. There's, I know, there's lots of others that are um, in the pipeline and being spoken about. But I think as long as you do your ESG and just make sure that you've got some rigor behind it, the B Corp assessment is a brilliant tool to do that. But there will be others, and it's not everyone has to become a B Corp. It's a great thing to do, and if you have the luxury of being able to do it, highly recommend it. Yeah. Okay. Um, was there anything in the process um, as you're going through that that you didn't expect or we weren't sure about? Um, 
I think there were probably, uh, I had some frustrations around how we approached or, you know, how we kicked, we kicked around some ideas a few times of how we worked on things perhaps where the criteria was set and the language was set. And, mm. you know, it's it's like a really, it felt like a badly asked exam question, but actually I understood why it was worded that way. And so we had to sort of go back and forth a few times with them. And the reason was is um, that they were changing, in the process of changing it. So that caused a few problems because I've, you know, when I'm pulling on people's time, then I felt a bit bad that I was having to go back to them for the same thing or the same <laughs> question. And they were saying, really, you're coming back again. <laughs> but um, it, you really are having to do this stakeholder piece. So there was a frustration there. And I think also, I remember we were changing the articles and there were like a few different versions. And I was like, which is the right one? Mm -hmm. And then um, so there, there was nothing insurmountable and nothing that you couldn't solve by phoning someone up who's also going through the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that last point is important as well. Nothing is surmountable. Like you can, it is frustrating, and a lot of things there. There is a lot of back and forth, and um, or you know, you finish all the questions, and then you're like, great, and you've made a team effort because you basically have to get everyone in the company involved. That's some well, mm -hmm. bit of an over exaggeration, but a lot of people, at least every department, um, and then you refresh it, and it's got three, four more questions that you have to provide documentation for. Okay, you do that, and that happened a few times, so that's a bit yeah. frustrating. Um, then also, I think sometimes some things that we're really quite strong on as an organization just weren't reflected in yeah. the assessment. So you're not actually able to get points for things that we consider to be really important things that we're doing. Um, but yeah, again, I mean, it's uh, it's it's not entirely comprehensive, but it is still a good indicator. That's a good point. I think what you think is your superpower isn't necessarily what they think your superpower no. is. Okay, yeah. I think that's um, that's a good note to end on. I'm afraid we have run out of time for today, but thank you guys. Um, so if you're interested in ESG, our project working group has launched an ESG toolkit, which Charlie mentioned earlier. Um, it provides access to useful resources collated from selected third parties and created by us to support companies in the payments industry to adopt more sustainable and progressive business strategies. Head to the Payments Association website for more details. Thank you, Charlie and Martin, for coming in today. Join us next time on Payments Insights. To access more podcasts, videos and articles, go to thepaymentsassociation.org.